Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast back from a break featuring me, this guy who almost died but didn't, came back and lived again. No, not the son of our Lord, Damien, but John Wayne, that's right, me, here I am, back, back, back to you. I am in my neon palace of sin here in wonderful downtown, fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, Nevada, Nevada. Sorry, everyone. Oh, man, I almost got taken down. If somebody would have been walking by the studio and heard me say Nevada instead of Nevada, I would have gotten a sharp talking to a reprimand and maybe a little slap on the bottom. I don't know, but welcome, everybody. Thank you for coming back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Took a little bit of break uh, from the last episode back in October. We'll talk about that. Um, We'll talk about all so many, oh, so, so many things. It is episode 301, everyone. We're breaking off a fresh hundo, as they say in the comedy bang bang world. Fresh hundo. Didn't know how long I'd be doing this show, how how many episodes, but um, rejuvenated and renewed and happy to have made it this far and hope to take it even further with uh, all you wonderful, wonderful people out there. So welcome back, everybody. Thank you for listening to the show. If you're new to the show and you're just checking it out and maybe maybe we met recently uh, in this last year of 2023 at a show or a convention and you're like, hey, I'll check out this weirdos podcast welcome thank you for checking it out and i hope you stick around um i am uh, i've got so much i feel like to talk about and um first of all you know uh i guess just address the the break we took here uh (coughs) before i do that as you can hear from my whooping cough i of course um i am drinking a nice tall hot piping glass, no, mug of black, black coffee. And I, of course, have been smoking away at a nice big fatty fat bowl of Grandpappy's medicine, that green, green goodness that I love oh so much. Uh, and uh, today, the strain of the day is uh, Blue Runts. Blue Runts. This is from, uh, I, of course, got this from my local wonderful, wonderful cannabis dispensary, local oasis here in downtown Las Vegas in the Arts District. Uh This is um, from Stizzy, which Stizzy is one of my favorite brands. Um, If you're not familiar, if you're in a non-legal state, uh, when, you know, weeds have brands now, like, um, you know, uh, like shoes or clothes or something. It's interesting uh, and and weird, but uh, I still, I think it's okay still. It's not like... uh, I don't know, but uh, I'm sure it's horrible other places. I like Stizzy. I like Stizzy stuff. Uh, every time I get um, like their their big glass tipped fucking infused like fucking joint things, those are awesome. And I, I always like their strains. Uh, and, and this is no exception. So this is Blue Runs, uh, guys. We're sitting at a nice little. Uh, where did it go? I just saw it. 19.7%, so about a 20% THC, not too bad, nothing too crazy, and uh, I'm feeling fine this morning on this, the second day of the new new year uh, of 2024, um, I hope everyone made it, uh, and all that good stuff, I, I would have done this yesterday, but man, I really put myself out of commission uh, with a little too much of, uh, of celebrating the new year, if you will, but it was all fun, and it was worth it, so... 
Um, I guess also also before we get going, big shouts out everyone to all my Patreon homies for hanging in with me. It's been you know a rough year. We got some stuff up there. Uh, so many new things are coming and, and being updated to the Patreon weekly, uh, starting this instant that you're hearing this. So um, if you're unfamiliar with my Patreon, hey, please check it out. It's at John Wayne is dead, uh, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead, or just go to John Wayne is dead.com. You can hit that Patreon link. It'll take you right there. There are several tiers available for you to join. Uh, you can join for as little as a dollar that the $3 one's not too bad either. If you want to jump well, excuse me, jump on that. Um, you get access to all the awesome Dude for Life boner bonuses po- bonus podcasts where I talk to artists from around the world that I meet. Um, there's uh, over 120 episodes of that. There are live readings from me, performances, songs, uh, narration, uh, all kinds of stuff that I put up there that I give you access to because I love you and I appreciate you oh, oh, so, so much. So thank you for everyone that's been on my Patreon, that's been hanging in and taking care of me out there. It, it's... Uh, It's been a rough one, but we're here to tell the tale. And if you would like to throw a little extra support uh, my way, please check it out. Patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead or hit that link on the John Wayne on John Wayne is dead.com. I'm dying here. I'm dying little. uh. So anyway, thank you guys for that. Um, Another little bit of house housekeeping up here. Guys, the Corey hotline is gone. I, I regret to inform you. It has been taken out of commission. Uh, I got a note. I got a letter. I got a, uh, a, a message, if you will, from the good people at Google uh, who told me, because that's a Google voice number we were using, that like uh, it's. they were like, yo, you're so unpopular. We're taking your number back due to inactivity. It's like your virginity growing back or something is kind of like the way they put it. Uh, so they took the number back, and I, you know what? I'm okay with that because fresh uh, starts – I, I guess we just couldn't get that 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 Corey hotline off off the ground, but that's okay because it is off the ground now in heaven uh, with one of the Corys as a, they wait for uh, the next Corey to go and complete the Corey trifecta up there in a, in a chorus of angels they will be. Uh, but no more Corey hotline, so we won't be talking about that. No, you know maybe we'll bring something like that back uh, eventually, but you know who knows? We're doing different things this year. We're trying <clears throat> new stuff. So. Um, yeah, like I said, it, it uh, why I took such a long break. Um, it it uh, I I have been doing so much traveling this year, um, an extensive amount of traveling. Uh, probably my busiest road year um, to date. Uh, I believe I was total gone from my home here at the at the Neon Palace of Sin, probably for a grand total of like six and a half months, if you put it all together. Uh, which doesn't leave a lot of time at home since it's all spread <clears throat> across, you know. So it was a lot of uh, being home. And you guys, if you've been listening to the show, following the show, you know, and, and following my social media uh, accounts, of course, I always put that in my story where I'm at, what's going on, at John Wayne is Dead on Instagram uh, and TikTok. Uh, but, you know, so some of you know know what the to the extent uh, the extent of travel I've been doing, uh, how much back and forth I've done, and it's it uh, took a little bit of a toll, especially towards the end of the year. And w- once I was done with a kind of a big, uh, you know, my last big chunk of traveling, uh, I got back here, and I just I just needed uh, 
to take a little bit more of a break. I wasn't ready to sit as much as I love to sit and uh, hear myself talk or, or but do podcasts. I love it. I love to do podcasts. I love to talk uh, and, and talk to other people about stuff or get on mine here and just tell you guys, everybody out there about things. But I just wasn't feeling it. it and I cannot, and I've talked about this before, I'm not going to fake it. I can't just be like, uh, you know, hey, I go through the motions because it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun to listen to. It's not going to be fun to do. And, um, you know, then it just, it's not, it's not worth it to do it at that point, I feel. Um, so, you know, I, I took a little bit of a break. Uh, the last episode I did uh, was episode 300. I was driving. Um, I forget where I was driving now, but I know I, because I just looked it up, came out there at the beginning of October. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I, I, and that was another experiment one I did where I, I was recording it from my phone uh, on the road because I was like, well, if I can record things while I'm driving, hey, that'll, t- you know, two birds, one stone, uh, th- you know, that's, that's somehow, you know, one of the challenges of driving so much is like, man, you lose so much time that you would, you know, I would love to be d- doing stuff, working, writing, creating, doing a podcast, but you're just driving for hours. And then by the time you stop, man, it's hard to muster uh, the energy to do, do a lot, especially like sit and talk for an hour. Um, if all you want to do is just like, Put your head on a pillow because you got to get up so early to start it again. Anyway, we'll talk about that. But yeah, I just I just needed uh you know I did that one and I was like oh this will work and and it it, it did work too. I mean I, I I think the audio was clean enough sounding. <clears throat> uh, I ran it um especially I I kind of tweaked it a little bit and uh, I I thought it sounded pretty good for what it was. Uh, but then I was like okay I can do a couple more of these. But then I didn't even do those. I didn't do do any more drive while I was driving. Because again, I wasn't feeling it. I could never get in the mindset. Um, I was just constantly running and running and running myself down, running myself into the ground, which is why I just, bleh, you know, I just couldn't do it. And I, and I didn't, I didn't have the desire to, to even try to try to do it or try to, Hey, I get in the mood and you we'll get through it. No, it, I didn't even want to fake it. It, it really like, I was just drained and uh you know emotionally physically uh a lot of <clears throat> you know just a lot of uh just down and and drawing on trying to draw on like these wells of uh reserve energy reserve emotion that were getting like tapped like to the to the bottom also so it was time for a recharge time for a you know step away let's let's fill the let the wells fill up again, fill our coffers, coffers with, uh, you know, inspiration and money and, uh, no, because coffers are pockets, right? No. Yeah. I don't know. Refilling, rejuvenating, all that kind of stuff, resting physically, all of that. So that is why I, I really want just a brief overview of why I took, uh, you know, such, such a a kind of extended break and, uh, honestly considered like, I don't, you know, Hey, I don't know if I want to do this show anymore, or maybe I do a whole different show, uh, with somebody else, you know, it's, it's just like, uh, maybe it's time to change it up and it is always time to stay fresh and change things up. But you know what? So many people have, uh, have reached out that they, they like to listen to this podcast, that it's, it's something they enjoy. And, um, I'm, I'm, I enjoy it as well. So I'm keeping it going. Maybe in the, you know, it, it's going to have some changes, some different things I'm going to try uh, moving forward here, keeping it back on its weekly schedule. 
more fun stuff, more including more you know elements possibly, more guests to the main feed, things like that. I, I just want it to be fun and uh, kind of fresh and and uh, just re-energize. So that's that's what the new year for John Wayne lied to you is definitely uh, going to hold. So um, I'm back, and if you're just listening, maybe you're just listening to the show. Hey, welcome! Thanks again for giving us a chance, and I hope you enjoy. Uh, the way the, the way the the show goes. <clears throat> so, before we kind of get into the rest of it, uh, I do want to again. I was talking about the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast last uh, here at the beginning of the top of the show there in my in the Patreon uh, wall. It is a show where I talk to other artists that I meet again from around the world, mostly from conventions or maybe I meet them online or whatever, and um, I meet them at bars sometimes, and we just hook up and do a show where we pretty much just have a conversation. We talk about their work, their process, what they do. And we have a cool, cool conversation, um, you know, and, uh, and, and learn a lot. And it's, it's one of my favorite things to do. <clears throat> so uh, a lot of, you know, who've been listening to the show for a while, I like to uh, drop a little tease in here of what's on the Patreon this week. Um, so I would like to do that starting right now. This week, I have the pleasure of talking to a new good buddy of mine who we have become uh, a lot closer in the last few months, uh, especially over this last year. We shared a table uh, recently. We'll talk about we talk about that. And um, he is another author and uh, uh, all around awesome dude for sure. Joseph Passavento uh, is on the show, so I want to play a little bit of my conversation with Joseph right here to just give you an example of what we're doing over there on the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast here's me and joseph and uh we we uh we bonded over a love for code and cambria a little bit there and uh we never looked back i don't think yeah uh, so then, earlier uh, this year we were on uh, a panel together uh yeah uh, second author con that was awesome and we'll talk more about that kind of stuff because it, it you know goes hand in hand and that was the the road dog panel and that was right. like a, a there was a few of us up there that uh, do a lot of traveling or, or, or do, you know, all different kinds of traveling and in different degrees. And we were uh, talking about the ways we did it. I thought it was a cool ass panel. I believe you have it uh, videoed up on your channel. Do you not? I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was me, you, Wes Southerd, Ronald Malfi and Gemma, Gemma Moore. I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. Who cares? But um, I uh, <laughs> I've talked about it in the podcast, but how, how she and I bumped heads during that uh, during that thing, and I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Anyway, uh, it was funny because you had like a whole professional set, like like it seemed like you had a, a nice camera set up, and then there were all these like little microphones down the table, and I think I like sat down next to Wes, and I was like, "Hey, look at this! What is this? Dude, dude, dude! Hello, hello, hello!" And Wes is like, "Those are Joseph's uh, microphones for his thing," and I was like, "Oh, sorry, yeah." And I was like, fuck you, Wes. Um, I love you, Wes. But uh, yeah, so that was an awesome panel. And um, and then we hooked up, uh, ended up hooking up, uh, you know, a little bit uh, later in the year, as we talked about earlier, um, yeah. doing the doing that con together, the uh, old monster mania and PA Oaks PA. We had a we had a blast. But um, so you are a horror writer as well. Um, right. You uh, you have several books out. I've talked on the show before. Uh, people who don't know, I narrated one of Joseph's books, uh, Death Cleanse, I believe, right? Yeah, 
That's correct. Yeah. Okay. I almost was like, man, I just did a different one. Did I get it mixed up? Okay. Anyway, Death Clan's awesome, awesome book. Uh, I had a great time doing it. Tell me, so we talked a little bit about this in the booth, but I want people to know, like, let's talk about your journey a little bit here. How did you get to <clears throat> to this, to writing uh, horror novels? I mean, I believe you, you talked about having a background in film and kind of it starting there. Where did this all come from for you? Um, so I actually went to uh, film school as, you know, valuable as that is nowadays. Um, right. And because I originally wanted to write and direct and after college, you know, I was just going from job to job. And then I just stumbled upon a hobby of like, I mean, I mean I'm a big collector. Um, I think most horror fans can kind of relate to like, like getting signatures and meeting celebrities and stuff like that. So I was always at horror conventions and I ended up going to one in Williamsburg, Virginia, coincidentally ended up being scares that care. Um, I had no prior knowledge to it. This was 2019. I'm a big fan of the movie The Thing. I was so, there. Um, it was, I think it was four of the actors in the movie. One of them ended up canceling last minute because he was sick. Um, the diabetes guy. Oh, uh, um, uh, uh, everyone's screaming at us right now. Uh, Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley. Um, diabetes, diabetes. Yeah, he he had like. There, there were like three shows I tried to meet him at, but he just kept canceling because he was like, I think he was dying. Maybe. Yeah, he, I think he, I, I finally met him and like six months later he passed away. Um, but anyway, Damn, it was like dude, four of the you, actors. You think it was because of you or what? Uh, I think it was because of the diabetes. You pushed him over the edge or maybe, maybe I just stressed him out trying to meet him so much. <clears throat> maybe he was like, you know, some ancient, like some, or not ancient, but some like fortune teller lady was like, you'll meet, when you meet the man named Joseph P, the days you have left to live will be three. And he's like, oh, oh shit. Ah, oh, now the diabetes and now this guy. And he just keeps canceling appearances and then you outsmarted him and fuck, he, that was it, dude. It was like, it was like the ring. It was like watching the tape. I, I was just going to say, <laughs> I was his tape. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, I'll put that on the shirt. I was his tape. <laughs> um. But I had started writing short stories just as a hobby because I was, you know, dabbling in, I mean, I was, I was doing film, I was writing screenplays. Um, so at the time I had a few short stories written and then I went to Scares That Care and I ended up meeting Tim Meyer and John Quick. And cool. I was like, wow, I didn't know that there was like an independent uh, author community. Mm -hmm. So I was like, let me just write a little bit more. Let me just put more effort into this and then a filmmaker friend uh ended up getting published by grindhouse and i was like okay i really need to take this seriously because this is like this is a real thing this that's going on and that and was some uh some who, who was that Co that was uh samantha colsnick colsnick that's it i i, yeah. I want to i was going to say like kolstaninsky or something i want to make her polish for some reason but no colsnick yes and she had a couple of things published for grindhouse but she ended up uh helming the uh anthology of uh right. what was it Star uh, worst laid plans I think that's right worst laid plans and it was um all the stories were about bad summer vacations or something that was the theme Correct. that was actually the first thing that grindhouse um you know it's run by uh carrie nicely aka cv hunt who that's her, her writer name um that was the first grindhouse thing that she actually had somebody else uh, take the reins for so that was interesting mm -hmm. as well and um and she did a great job with it and and it ends up becoming like kind of a, a movie right yeah i think they ended up producing it over kickstarter indiegogo one of those platforms 
Um, but I had, I had actually met Samantha a few years prior to that. Uh, I was, I was working on set for one of her short films. And when I found out that she did true crime through Grindhouse, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. She's a, she's a great writer. And, um, she ended up being nominated for that. And a lot of people loved her, her debut. So what, what did you do on her, on the set? What was your job? Uh, I was script supervisor. Who? Script supervisor. Script supervisor. Oh, yeah, okay. So you, so you so, sit there, like, go along with the like the book, like with a pencil or like a little thing. Yeah, or you you pretty much just pay attention to um, continuity. Like, if you're sitting at the dining table and you get up, um, you just have to make sure, like, when you restart the scene, if you're doing another take, that like their chair is the same spot. You know, they're sitting at the same spot. Interesting. So, is is that is that typically the job of the script supervisor to do like continuity over? the set design and and the actor or is that like just uh something you, you know is that, that's extra when you're on like a smaller set um i think well i think as far as like set design they're more responsible for dressing the set and making sure that um it's kind of kept or you know it's it's as realistic as it can be for the scene whereas the script supervisor is just making sure that you know like like if you're drinking what, the glass like the the, the liquid isn't like gone and then full and between yeah, like takes exactly. or cuts i mean exactly just i didn't know that that was what the script supervisor did as well very cool yeah i um, mean and you know it, it gets away from you and even in the big movies um there's like really famous scenes like in the departed i think they're i think it was jack nicholson was like burning a piece of paper and mm -hmm. they go back and forth and it's just like different degrees of, of it being burned oh yeah damn and that I, you know happens to the best of them what are you going to do? Starbucks cops on Game of Thrones, you know. Oh, small, yeah, small yeah, yeah. Snakes. Yeah, that was, that's, that was, those are always fun. I like when stuff like that happens because it's like, yeah. ha, idiot. Glad it wasn't me. But uh, <laughs> I pulled you off here. So you, so you did some work with, uh, on, on Sam's, uh, Samantha's uh, film. And then yeah. you see her getting oh. in the grindhouse and you've got your, these stories written and you're kind of getting the juices yeah. going. Yeah, I was I was doing short stories, so I was like, let me just do a short story collection because I think that was that was the best move at the time instead of just starting with a novel, you know, doing for the first time. Um, so that was 2019, meeting meeting them and seeing that Samantha was coming out of the book. 2020, I had a plethora of time to write, and then the summer of 21, I ended up putting out my first book through amazon and that was madman and that's a short story collection with a central theme of keeping all the stories linked somehow like a a single thread runs through through them all or like when one ends it it links into the beginning of the next one uh so um the so the the book is called madman because um the way i linked them was it was about a guy who was hearing voices in his head and he started writing all of these, all of everything he was hearing down. So each short story is essentially uh, each voice he heard. Mm. So the first, the first page of the book is uh, essentially like a, a short backstory of him and his suicide note. Ooh, um, interesting. So did you? So you wrote like scripts before you started writing fiction, like prose, right? Is that correct? Correct. How different is that? What's that 
like because I I've just written um, script form like for like theater. Like I was in a sketch group for a while called Micro Satan. We you know we all had to turn in sketches for every show that we wrote. So and I did theater forever. So I know like that format, but it's like. You know, I know I'm just like bullshit winging it. You know, it, it's it's a whole different like thing involved when you're writing for the screen, right? Like, what's how how was that kind of learning curve for you? Or was it difficult? Was it easy? Like, how was that for you? Um, well, I think that I, I mean, as far as screenwriting goes, um, there's a particular format with how the, uh, the scene is outlined. Like, everything is like interior, exterior, where you are, and then the time of day. And then, and then it'll be um, a back. It'll be some sort of backstory between the character or like where you are. And then every line is dialogue. So it'll say, uh, "John Wayne, hey, what's up, dude?" And then Joe, like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" And then you just do every every line. And then every page is essentially supposed to be a minute. So if you write a hundred twenty page script, it's it's you know it's two hours, right? Um, and then. You know, the the thing that I, I I think is most different is, you know, at, at least when you're starting out, you you write for something that you can budget because, you know, the, the, the whole big thing with film is, you know, you really have to get it produced and then made right through, through whatever the budget that you can obtain. Whereas, like, you know, you can write about anything in a book. That is absolutely true. Um, but so then, like, as you're writing a script, I guess you're not. You know, when you're writing like, a, you know, hey, dude, hey, hey, dude, uh, you know, John Wayne and Joseph step outside into a luxurious, wet, glistening cunt of a meadow with tiny follicle. But you're not like getting all flowery with it in a script necessarily, are you? You're just kind of like John Wayne and Joe always sort of walk outside. Uh, the grass looks like a wet pussy. They laugh like, you know, is it is it like that or is it both ways? I think. I think you have a little bit more um, pressure when you're writing a, sh a story or a novel because you have to paint the picture as descriptive as possible, word. right? Yeah. Because you you have to translate it to the reader um, because they're limited to the page, they're limited to the words that you have. Whereas if you write a script, you're going to say the uh, they went out, they went into um, a New York City alley, mm. and you know it's the production team's job to illustrate or to design that new york city alley you know depending on if it's a period piece or if it's current um so you 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 can you have a little bit more leniency when you're making a film because you don't really have to give every single detail because someone has to make that come to life the the the, the script's more like a blueprint whereas like the book is the, the whole thing. that's the, the whole thing. thing gotcha interesting i'm always uh seems like I should know more about writing scripts at this point, but I just don't. Um, so, but I do have a pirated copy of whatever that thing that writes scripts is. So I need to learn that. Um, you didn't hear that. Is alleged, it final draft? That allegedly. <laughs> Man. So when you came in 2019 to Scares of Care, did you see me? Do you remember me? I was like in the promenade, I believe. I was I, with uh, next there, to Father Evil. There were people there that like i met it's it's weird i like i mean we can go we can go into this later on when we talk about like author con and stuff like that but like there are people i met and then you know a lot of people were on podcasts and and stuff later on i'm like oh i remember that guy from 
author scares con. The, yeah. Um, or, I mean, sorry, scares I care. Right. And so I'm a little, I'm a little, um, teapot short and stout. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm a little, uh, lost on exactly who I am, who I remember meeting, but I remember meeting Tim Meyer and John quick. Cause I bought their okay, books. Cool. Right on, and, right on. And I'm like, those two kind of started like, oh, I can, I can do this. Like, this is something that I can do practically. Oh, right. That was a little bit of my uh, amazing conversation with Joseph Passavano, a uh, horror writer. Uh, also, check out his blog or vlog or whatever it is, uh, podcast. One of those things, but it's a, it's a great show. Check it out um, and check him out. Uh, and uh, if you'd like, shoot on over to the Patreon and sign up. And any tier gets you access to not only the rest of that episode, but all of the back episodes, which uh, there are over 120. Plus, there's narrations and all kinds of, of great stuff on there that you get access to for as little as a, a dollar or three dollars even a month. And uh, I appreciate it so, so much. So check that out. Check out my man, Joseph. And uh, thank you very much for that. So moving right along. Now, we usually also do the card of the day reading. um, And, uh, you know, I'm toying around with maybe, you know, I'm doing that on my Instagram every day at John Wayne is dead. Uh, You know, I've kind of boiled that down to uh, a, a morning post of what the card of the day I get. And I'm putting a, you know, kind of a brief uh, just a little brief description of, of the card or, or what what the main takeaway could be from that card for that day. And um, that's kind of how I how I've encapsulated that aspect of things uh, doing with the tarot for the moment. Now, my tarot deck is still available. Of course, uh, thank you to everyone who purchased one like um, the entire first run is pretty much gone. Uh, so the next run will have it might it, it I'm toying around with maybe like it having a couple different touches color wise uh, the box and maybe the backs of the cards just to you know have like a version two or you know a variant or maybe i won't who knows but thank you so much to everyone who purchased a deck um you know like i said and I, i've talked about it before creating that tarot deck was a huge undertaking you know tarot is something i got into a few years ago uh using it as you know like i've said it, it's a it's a thought tool for me it's um it helps you view things in a different perspective or, or tries to turn your mind towards a different uh, way something could be happening or looking at something a different way. It's not necessarily telling the future or conjuring or anything like that. That's not how I at least use them. Uh, but it's a 78-card deck that I drew, for those of you who don't know, based on the Rider weight deck uh, with all my skeleton characters. Keeping all of, I keep all the, the original symbolism. I think that's important. Uh, but it's my color palette and, you know, my touches throughout. And, uh, you know, I have, I back, you know, st- started the show. I was doing the three card readings every time and then um, <clears throat> just changed it to the card of the day. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see if I, I bring that back. I'm, I'm, like I said, today is, you know, a more of a welcome back. Hey, here's what uh, hap- has have been happening and here's what's going to happen going forward. So we're not going to do a card of the day reading today but please do if you're interested in tarot check out my tarot deck over at johnwaynesdead.com you can still get some there and then i do have those on the road at my uh tables of course always so um we're not going to necessarily do that again the the cory hotline rest in power gone but not forgotten or maybe it should be forgotten who knows uh but (laughs) uh so I just kind of wanted to talk about everything that's been going on, all the like, stuff I've had coming out, what I've been doing, and uh, you know, and how things have been going. Um, I've, I've always 
you know, in the show been transparent and just said like, Hey, this is how I do things. This is what happens. Um, I, I've never like said anything was easy or that it doesn't take a tremendous amount of work uh, to keep doing what I do, keeping this train on the tracks, figuring out ways to, to do that, navigating um, life as well, um, considering other people's feelings, you know, uh, how what I do affects people. All these things, all of these things have had to have a, a huge reframe. Um, but I want to, so like I said, this year of traveling was uh, a lot of fun. Of course, it was awesome to see uh, so many of my old friends, so many of the people that I've met from on the road uh, who have become like family members to me, uh, to meet new new readers, people who've gotten into my stuff uh, recently or more recently and just make new connections and, and keep old ones going and see people. I love that. You guys know that. I love, love to see people, love to talk to people. Um, the connection that I make with people is everything. That's that's why I'm even even able to do this because uh, of the great connections and the people that, that want to support me uh, because of that. And I appreciate it so, so much. But the downside of all this travel that I did this year was it was extremely taxing on uh, my... Uh, like I said, my whole everything. <clears throat> and it it's just like uh, I'm always learning. I'm always trying things. I'm always trying to do better, uh, figure out how to do things better. And one of the things that this year has taught me is group. I, I've tried like I had a lot of those big chunks. You guys remember where I'd be gone for like seven weeks that I'd be gone for eight weeks and I was driving. But it was the the the, the places I was going. Oh, the places you'll go. Um, I wasn't grouping them together well enough. Sometimes I'd be able to go like bop, 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 like through like you know through two or three shows that are like you know eight or so hours from each other, and it's it's easier to do. Um, but and there were a few of those, but there were more times when I was just driving so far in between shows, uh, even from week to week, and then. You know, when I lived in Texas in Houston, 33rd, Third Coast, shouts out, um, Pow Wow, baby. Um, it, it was, I don't want to say easy, but di- easier, but different because I was coming, always coming from the center of the country in Texas. You know, you're right in the fucking middle at the south, so you can shoot up and over anywhere. And it still made for long drives, but maybe it was easier for me to group the travel better that way. But now living in in Las Vegas, living on the West Coast, which I I love, absolutely love, uh, I have to do better at not uh, shooting myself out to the East Coast so, so much, uh, so many times in a row, um, where I'm also coming back in between, if that makes sense, you know? it, it was just like that, that drive is, is, you know, close to like a 40 hour drive. So, uh, I did it a couple of times this year. Uh, I think I did it maybe four times this year. And, uh, I would like to not do that that many times. Now, one of the, la- one of the last times I did it somehow, maybe I did it five times, uh, was kind of like a la- like a last minute one, which was also totally worth it. Uh, but again, because it wasn't planned, so then it was like it, it, that threw a lot of things off, just just uh, for me, recovery wise and things like that. But again, um, it's it's just I have to get better. 
at the travel. And I know you're probably like, what the fuck do you mean, John Wayne? You look, it looks like you're doing fine. Or why don't you, why aren't you better at it? You've been doing it for a couple of years, a few years now. It, things change, things get different, different shows. I, I still, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm changing my schedule up, paring down certain shows that I, 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 I want to do certain shows that I'm gonna have to cut out, uh, certain shows that I'm going to be able to do, you know, one of the, you know, if they, the, if they do like two of their shows a year, maybe I can only do one of their you know, one of them and not the other, there's going to be some changes to my schedule. Now, there's a lot of things up on my uh, calendar already over at johnwayneisdead.com. As always, you can see my schedule there on the shows page. uh, I have, I'm I'm leaving the the last year's schedule up for a little bit longer, just as a kind of like, I don't know, just like, look at all, look at this. Uh, But there are several dates that are, um, up there, I think there's like 15 or so already. And uh, I just confirmed another one this morning before recording. So that will be up there soon. So check out the show's page and you can see um, all, uh, all the places that I'm going now. But like I said, it's going to be a little different. I'm going to try to do a lot of, uh, you know, I've been doing these excellent shows over here that are in uh, California, like in Anaheim and LA. I've talked about them a lot of times before. Um, and it's awesome to work with those those showrunners, and and I've I've created a you know a good relationship with a lot of them now, or several of them, and uh, and you know guys, those shows are just it's easier for me to shoot out for like three uh, three hour drive, um, and maybe only have to stay overnight one night, and then just come right back afterwards. It it helps everything. It helps the bottom line. It helps my uh, state of mind. It helps my health. It helps all of that stuff. So. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at doing a lot more of those shows, uh, but I still have all my big, big boy cons out there that I'll be, I'm not, I don't necessarily think that this is going to affect, uh, don't be, don't be scared, you know, that you're never going to see me again. I'm just working to put this together, uh, differently and, and better so that I can keep doing it, that I can keep, uh, you know, creating, like doing my art and, uh, also, you know, uh, continuing to be able to, to, to make my uh, you know, living as, as, uh, uh, as, as whatever as it is, but, uh, get by, do my thing and, and not burn out completely or lose my mind or I don't know, just even completely die. So anyway, not try to bring it down. Just, I'm like I said, guys, I'm trying to be real all the time we're back this is a new year new 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 start to the podcast a fresh hundo and i am of course you know uh here with the truth the truth so uh so i want to talk about all the the releases that i've had this year um and in particular the kind of release schedule and how it, it all happened to fall pretty much like right within the same week almost of each other everything just colliding at once because i know you know a lot of you that that do follow my my career and, and my writing and and uh you know that uh, i put four things out uh within or four things came out within a week of each other here in the uh at the end of october beginning of november uh 
one of now first before I get into that, I did do also a, a lot of voiceover work this this past year. I got to narrate some pretty awesome books, uh, "Baby Fights" by Robert Essig, my boy. Uh, that one was a lot of fun, getting a lot of attraction. I hear. Uh, of course, I did a, another Aaron Beauregard joint that just came out, "Pizza Face." That was a, a collection of his, actually. It's five stories in there, and that was a lot of fun to do. Uh, and um, I gotta say, I already have two jobs lined up uh starting narration uh that starts one of them starts uh tomorrow from the uh, date of this recording so i still have a lot of great you know uh i I have a lot of great opportunities there a lot of people uh tapping me to do work for them and i appreciate it so much and uh so if those of you don't know you know i do i do voices i do professional uh narration for not only several of my books, like the ones that I own the rights to uh, digitally and can do that, but I've, I've been uh, hired to do uh, many, many books from uh, a bunch of great authors that I, I love and respect and I'm honored to do to be able to narrate their work and I uh, appreciate them giving me the opportunity to do that as well. So please check out that stuff. If you got some Audible credits uh, that you're like, hey, what do I do with these? Hey, check out one of the books that I've narrated. Um, If you want to check out mine, I highly recommend uh, Deadline um, that I did. Uh, That is my book that, and one of my books that I wrote and narrated, and I had a lot of fun doing it, and it was, uh, I think it's cool. So that's the one I would recommend, uh, but all of them are awesome, I think. If I did them, you know I'm great. No, Uh, but anyway, I had all that, but, Back to like my, uh, you know, my physical writing releases that have come out. Uh, so one of the first things that came out, and this is the one that I put out. I put this out by myself. Uh, a lot of you saw it. It was a, a magazine that has been a long time in, um, you know, in conceptualizing, long time in the work. I've talked about it on the show, like long time listeners will know. Uh, this is something that my, my my homeboy, shouts out, Nick P, uh, and I started coming up with when he and I were still traveling together a couple of years ago before I moved uh, to Las Vegas. And we would just come, a lot of it was just us riffing on our stupid stuff, uh, just jokes and our our weird sense of humor. And uh, we would also like, when we got together back in Houston, we would have like a a writing meeting, a standing meeting every Wednesday where he and I would work on uh, writing different comedy projects, you know, he helped us out with the Neo Benchy skits for a long time with the filming and writing of those. And this was one of the things that we would conceptualize, we'd work on was this magazine, uh, ideas for it. So we had tons of like stories pitched, tons of uh, picture, like fake products that he would, you know, pitch out or we would, you know, riff on and then I would just draw them, right? So what what this is, is this is called Gas Money Magazine for those of you who are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, this is, it's like a, a mad magazine type style, like a parody magazine, uh, but it's got, you know, articles, letters to the editor, all of that, but they all work together to basically tell uh, one story or set up this world. It's, it's like a, a, a novella uh, or a novelette within uh, that all of the stories together. Plus, there's a lot of pictures of fake products such as pre-pissed pants and uh, funnel cake cologne and, and all kinds of things that we came up with. And <clears throat> whoops. And that was a lot. Of, that was a ton of fun to do and come up with. But I was like, I just one day came home, I had like a week home and I I spent the entire like seven days just for hours a day, uh, editing, figuring out which stories and how, how I wanted this to go. Cause we had a lot of different 
ideas and different ways that we might do it. But like, uh, you know, I was just like, okay, I'm taking over this process of it now so we can just come out because I wanted to come out so so badly. I had so many drawings already done. So I was like, all right, it's time to fucking pull the trigger on this motherfucker. Uploaded everything, sat here in the old Neon Palace for seven days straight, formatting, um, trying to make it look as cool as possible. And I, I'm, I'm pretty stoked with it. Of course, it will get better as they go on because issue number two is already in the works. I started on it pretty much immediately after this one came out. And this is also something I put this out myself through the awesome dude for life press imprint that uh, I have uh, started for some of my stuff. And um, so it's only available through the John Wayne is Dead website or at um, my tables. So, uh, but they're in stock right now. They, the, the set, you know, the initial reception was awesome for these. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to do the next one because now I have all these ideas. I have a better grasp on it. And uh, man, I've just been really working away these last, uh, you know, I guess since I've been home the last couple of weeks, I've been sitting and getting back into like a good routine and, a, you know, drawing just a ton of stuff uh, for this magazine and coming up with the stories and the arc that I want it to kind of take. And the, and the th- through line has been a lot of fun to to come up with. And, uh, you know, the and why the why it's called Gas Money Magazine was because Nick and I originally were like, we wanted something to have at the table that we didn't have to wait like that we could have total control put out ourselves not have to wait you know to go through a publisher or anything for and you know add it like it could be something like an item that people if they're buying books hey buy our magazine because everything from the magazine goes right into our gas tank hence gas money now we went back and forth with a title um now i can't remember what the other titles that nick uh had as well but it what i know he we were kind of torn on gas money because that's what I wanted. He wanted something else, but um, gas money is what it is. G-A-S-S money. So that's funny. That's fun. That's fun for everybody. Um, But yeah, and that's still the concept. You know, that money helps go right into my gas tank while I'm out there on the road. Uh, Keeps the train on the tracks, but that was the original concept for it. It's only 10 bucks at my website if you want to check it out. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And again, that was something I was like, I got to pull the trigger. I got to get this shit out because I needed something to come out. Like I had all this shit in the pipeline and and things started getting pushed back and delayed. Um, you know, I, I'll talk about that as well, like how this all piled up on me and how all these release dates piled up um, and how it can be completely out of your control a lot of times, especially if you've got multiple uh multiple agencies putting things out for you or publishing things you know you're subject to delays to to schedule changes to uh ownership changes you know all of that affects when things come out if things are going to still come out all of that stuff so i was like with this in mind i i was just like i gotta i gotta put this i wanted to put this out anyway it was really weighing heavily on me and, and I just kicked, you know, had to kick myself in the ass and do it. So I was very, very happy with it. It's uh, it's cool fucking, it's punk rock. It's an awesome magazine. And, uh, you know, it, it was like, I got to get this out because I don't even know if all, you know, I was almost down to the wire of like, I don't even know when this other shit's going to come out. Now, next on the um, release uh, slate I wanted to talk about was 
another one. Now I'm I'm super stoked with all of these all of this new work that I've put out recently. And, you know, this was no exception. If you've listened to the show, I talked about this uh, ad nauseum because it's been, this is one of the things that was delayed, changed over, uh, moved, delayed again, uh, you know, get, you know, new artwork, new, new, all of this. And this was my splatter Western, uh, which is called all of your dreams will come true when you're dead. And this was, uh, if you're unfamiliar, you know, um, Death's Head Press uh, was uh, changed hands. Um, you know the guys that owned it. Uh, I guess you know sold it to somebody else. Whatever. Uh, it's it's Dead Sky Press, I believe, is the overarching like the whole umbrella. But I they still put these these the the splatter westerns out under the Death's Head imprint. And um, so it's still the, the the series that's been going on, and this is I'm in the second wave of of the series, and I think mine was like the third book released in the new wave, uh, in this current second wave, and so with this, this was originally contracted and and written and given to Death's Head Press, the the original guys when Patrick and Jared owned it, uh, it was already edited by by Patrick Harrison the third was the original editor on it. It had a different cover because they like uh, Justin Coons, uh, super talented uh, artist, was doing all the covers for the first wave. And they decided they wanted to change it up on the second wave, get a different cover artist and kind of change it up. Uh, so they had another I had a, I still have the cover that the original cover saved that they sent me that it was going to be. And then, boom, everything changed. Like the, the press got sold. Uh, they didn't know even if they were going to put these out or which ones they were going to put out or the ones they already contracted. So it was, it was a little bit, it took a lot of time to get that figured out, get everything redone. Uh, they ended up having Justin Coons come back to do the covers, which I think was a great idea. Um, he, again, check him out. If you haven't, if just, even if you just look up the splatter Western uh, series from death side press, you can see all the covers that he's done and they're amazing. Uh, they're, they're such a, he's got such a fucking cool ass style that he put on all of these. And with mine, like I'm super stoked on the cover cause mine's a little bit different. It's a cosmic horror, uh, uh, Western and it's, it's different from a lot of the stuff that I've written in the past. Like the, uh, every kind of all of this stuff is, I don't know. It's like a change in my writing or a leveling up or whatever. I don't know what, or maybe who knows? Maybe I just think it's a level up, but this book, like it's so I'll, I'll, let me read the back first. And then I can talk about the plot. The the culling took most of the men from Cochran, Texas away to a dusty old town that exists between this place and the next called Cositis. Run by a maniacal power-hungry man named Lycus and his adopted protege daughter, Alistair. He conducts chaos with the help of a group of bandits called Calamity Three. His goal? Tip the cosmic scales to bring the void crashing into the world and claim the place of power to which he believes he is owed. Loyalty is a flimsy commodity in Cassidus, and with Bohemoth rushing from the celestial abyss to heed a distant call, this small Texas town nestled somewhere between here and hell has no idea what's in store. So that was it. Now, I, I uh, again, like I said, this went through a whole other editing phase. Um, and and uh, it, had, it had an editor assigned that was then let go. And then uh, another editor assigned who uh, ended up being the, the, the right 
person for the job, Candace Nola. Uh, a lot of you know her. Check her. You know, if you ha- if you are unfamiliar, excellent author as well. Please check out her stuff. She's got some award winning stuff out there, and she um, stepped into narrate and we are not narrate i'm sorry edit and we went back and forth we had uh you know a lot of good you know uh, meetings about it and very good conversation like uh, uh kept in communication about it and uh some of this i did some rewrites i moved some of the parts around a little bit based on some you know back and forth uh you know some ideas and i think it, it, it came out better for it uh, i i was very happy i am very happy with this book i think it's um I think it was a lot of fun it, from something I, I pushed back on, uh, bucked back on originally when they first started doing these because I was like, my name is John Wayne. I live in Texas. That's the last thing I'm going to do is write a fucking Western. So I passed on it. I passed on the first series um, when it was offered to me. And then I got inspired and uh, talked to some other people, read read a bunch of Westerns, started watching a fuck. Nick P got me watching a fuck ton of sp- of uh, uh, spaghetti Westerns. And then I started getting ideas, you know, from my, the way that I, you know, my old style and my little, you know, occult brain starts ticking away and, and coming up with stuff. And, um, you know, this book is very different. There's a lot of characters. There's a lot going on. There's a, you know, uh, a, a two separate timelines because time is moving different in this place that some of the characters are now moved to, the the place between here and hell that they talk about. Um, so, you know, while while their time is, is different, there's this other, you know, the main real timeline that's a reality is, is different for those people. And then when they interact, everything is different because all of this, there's a lot of history and stuff kind of buried in here and everything uh i actually did a a ton of research now there's a whole gun uh um trick shot competition that this guy has to get into to kind of free himself and each you know gun is different and each type of shot that they have to do is different uh as well and i I, i'm not a gun guy i don't own any guns but man i read a ton about guns Every gun that I, I talk about in this book is like it's the right caliber. It's how I it's all researched if they could actually do the shot that the trick that I set up for the character. I, I've researched how far they could shoot the you know, how what the damage would be at what, you know, range, all kinds of stuff like and uh, I also like all of the um, the names and the places, you, you know, are uh researched from uh this this book on demonology that i have uh that so all all the names of the demons like us not you know my uh go through there like they're all actual demons that i i researched and put in those roles based on what their the definition of what they did what you know what if they were a trickster or they were a liar whatever they were uh i put all of that together researched did it now the the book came out like first it was supposed to, you know, originally come out a year prior. Then when everything changed hands, it got finally everything kind of fell into place. And they were like, all right, August of 2023, this will come out. Then it starts getting close to that. And they're like, well, we have to push some things back. So September, uh, September 20th, around there, it's going to come out. Like, okay. Then it gets closer there. And it's like, we had to push some things back again, October 31st. Now that's, you know, I, you know, things happen, but, uh, what was frustrating about that is, you know, you're, it, it's hard to promote something when the date keeps getting pushed back so close to its release. Cause it's like, I wanted to 
do a proper release, do a, do a video, do some cool shit behind this. But the date kept getting moved so much, it was hard for me to pin anything down or even know like, okay, well, is it going to actually come out? So they moved it to Halloween, they said. I was like, okay, cool. That's a, that's a great date. And, uh, and it came out. Um, and the thing, the thing with this is like, the reception has been weird, I think, because it's so different. Um, I only like really read one review and it was not on, it was like just saying it was like, yeah, it was not a super favorable review, which happens, dude. Not, not everything is for everybody and not everyone has to like everything. Um, absolutely. Uh, but I, I, I do, I know it, it, even talking to Nick P, he read it twice because he, he was telling me how different it was from everything else I read and that he was like, you know, I, man, it really made me think. I'm trying to like figure out like what it's about. And he's like, I, I like it, not what it's about, but like all the different things. And, um, it's different. It is a different, definitely departure, different kind of story. Um, I'm, I'm moving a lot of things, a lot of moving parts in this. So, you know, um, I hope that, uh, you know, there's definitely also been some good reviews as well, but that, that's like, that came out and, uh, it's always like you want it to, you want things to pop and be like huge. And, uh, it's so, it did well. Uh, but you know, getting those initial first things of like, oh, this is, is this different? Is it bad because it's bad or is it bad because it's different? Or, you know, and you, you go through all those thoughts as a writer, but I, I have been able to be like, no, I'm, I'm happy with this. I am proud of this book. I, I definitely you know, read it like a fuck ton more times in the, in the re-editing process and examined a lot of it. And I, I, I really enjoy it and I know it's not going to be liked by everybody. And and that is okay. Absolutely. For sure. Now, the next thing, this, this was the only, I'm trying to think if I should save this one. I'll actually, I'll do this one. So, uh, another book that I, that, uh, Dude, I fucking am super happy with this. I'm so, so happy with this book. Um, I have a novel that just recently, you know, came out um, from Thunderstorm Books called Electric City's Neon Infection. That is something that I, I also, again, here's just to show you how schedules work. I, this was written, turned in, contracted maybe a year and a half ago, something like that. Um, so Paul, who runs Thunderstorm, awesome guy. Uh, he's done a couple other of my books in special edition hardback, and that's what they do. They release a special edition limited hardback of a book. And then he also has started doing um, short run paperback uh, releases that are special, like, uh, you know, specially, uh, I don't know, special editions, because they are bound with um, a signature page inside. They're they're numbered. They're all signed by the authors. Uh, super good. If you're not familiar with Thunderstorm Press, check out their stuff uh, amazing uh quality and, and awesome awesome authors that he works with so but this like what what they do a lot of times is take uh a book like for instance original the first thing he did he took death packs and left hand paths which my book which came out through grindhouse press now grindhouse press only has you know contracted me for the paperback rights which means i still own the hardback rights and that's what Paul would do. Like he would, you know, contract that book uh, for a special edition limited hardback, and then Thunderstorm puts that out. So that's how that can work because you know it's it's kind of broken up differently. So for this, he was like, "Yeah, dude, I like this. I want to do it." Um, this was an original one that I sent to him because he does that as well. Like you, you know, he it's it's a little bit 
rarer, I believe, for him to have the first dibs at it, but he's been starting to do that more, I've seen. Uh, so great stuff coming out of there. And so we contracted, you know, we did all the, the work for this, contracted it, boom, signed. Uh, he wanted to do, you know, the 45 limited hardbacks and then 220 uh, of limited paperbacks, uh, which they all turned out awesome. I'm holding one in my hand uh, right now, the paperback. Uh, again, the artwork on this done by Brian Dabala, one of my favorite uh, Houston artists, visual artists. He did an awesome job, um, you know, creating these characters on the front. These are the goblins from the book, if you if you get a chance to check out the cover. And this also was something that I, I stepped out of my all of my comfort zones in writing and uh, wanted to do something different only because like I heard this vo like the voice I was kind of going with when I was putting the story together in my head was already in this kind of a second person feel. So I decided to just like, hey, why don't I write a book in second person? I, why don't I approach the story from the, that? And and what if you don't uh, know what that means, like first person is when you're reading and, and, and the person is like, I walked in and looked around. Hey, what's up? I said, you know, it's that person that's narrating third person is where there's just a narrator that's like not part of the story. They're just like, they're, you know, kind of overseeing everything. And they, they say, you know, the characters' names or they, them, all of that. Now, second person is a little bit different because it's, it's you. It's saying like, you do this. You look around, you see the, the, the person across the room. Hey, what's up, you say. He looks at you, but he doesn't say, you know. Uh, just uh, here's an example. Like... Uh, I'm going to read like the opening kind of paragraph here. It's dark in the car as you gently roll the baggie between your thumb and forefinger to gauge its weight, already knowing it's going to come up light. Tad is in the passenger seat trying to look cool, trying to hide his fidgeting fingers because he already knows the bag doesn't weigh. He knows you well, he knows you know as well, only he refuses to admit it to himself. You knew as soon as he got in the car before he handed it to you, before he took it from his pocket even. So it's... It's that, like that's that's second person. Now, I'd never written even a short story in second person, really, let alone a whole novel. So it was a challenge, and it was like I'd, I'd go back uh, every you know every day when I'd sit down to write again, and I'd go uh, you know my the way I do it, I go back and uh, revise what I wrote the day before, and uh, I would find places where I, I slipped. You know, I put an I or a me or I said me. You know, and I I have to catch myself. And then uh, I also worked with an awesome editor uh, and a very good friend of mine, Alicia Stamps, uh, edited this for me. And uh, she did an amazing job of uh, helping me clean it up and, and, and anything else I missed. So, uh, and again, this was awesome. Uh, I was super stoked, of course, and am super stoked on it. But then this also kept getting moved and delayed. And, uh, you know, uh, just uh, and things happen, man. Schedules change. People's have lives, uh, you know, things have to be moved around sometimes. And that this was just another thing that just kept kind of getting pushed a little bit further down the road. Like it's coming, we're almost there. Ah, da, da. And then when he was like, all of your dreams will come true when you're dead. They're like, all right, it's coming out on the 31st. Um, This, you know, Paul hit me with the, he's like, all right, we're set to go on, you know, the fourth, I believe it was. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. All right, I'm down. But then it was like, man, that's four days, you know, within the release of this other book as well. Now, these are limited and, and different. And, you know, you're only going to be able to get this version of it from Thunderstorm. But still, it's like, um, and here, you know, uh, you, you 
I, I would rather have been able to space it out a little bit more. Now, please, like, there's still, I believe, as as uh, at the time of this recording, there are still some paperback ones left, I believe, at um, at thunderstormpress.com. Uh, so if you check it out at his website, uh, I had a few copies of this that they sent. He sent me uh, that I sold at uh, the last couple shows I did for this year. So so some lucky folks were able to get one directly from me. Um, but also uh, another cool thing about this was um, if you guys know Brian Keen, uh, one of my uh, friends and favorite authors, um, he uh, sent me a very nice text message the other day that he he just read this. It was his last read of the year. And uh, had uh, some very nice things to say about it, and he included some of those in his um, monthly newsletter, which you can, I believe, uh, sign up for at his Substack. Whoops, uh, Brian Keen. Uh, so that was another. That was a, that was a great. Th- I'm glad he dug it, and and this one is like I said, it's different. It's it's weird, but I will be able to since since this is a limited deal with Thunderstorm, this will this will be re-released again in paperback. Uh, most likely, I'll just do it through Awesome Dude so that I can, uh, Awesome Dude for Life Press, my own imprint, so that uh, I can kind of control the timeline a little bit better on getting on getting it out there based on other things that are coming out this year. So uh, again, so that's like, boom, boom, for, you know, the magazine, I get that done and put it up for sale. All Your Dreams Will Come True comes out. Uh, and then four days later, they put up the link to to order this book, Electric City, Electric City's Neon Infection. Which, um, check that out. I mean, if if there's still some left, man, please check it out. It's it's super. I'm super stoked on this and and how it came together. Um, so then, um, lastly, I uh, also had a short story collection that came out, um, and uh, it, through Oddness Press called the curses collection which um i've been working closely with uh you know the editor and 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 the publisher uh daniel renquest who runs this and you know he does forbidden futures magazine if you listen to uh the show a lot of you know i did a story for their punk rock uh uh issue that came out um last year and i wrote a song for it all of the uh, the song is uh up for you to listen to on their website um i think streaming through their band camp but uh, it was, ba- you know, they wanted me to write a story about a haunted punk club, and so I did just that, uh, including a band in it that I, in just a made-up band, and then I did a made-up song that they sang. So um, that was a lot of fun. I I met Daniel originally at uh, Bizarro Con, maybe, man, twenty eighteen or something like that, twenty seventeen, probably even maybe twenty sixteen before. Who knows? Uh, but uh, we've known each other for a while, and. Uh, you know, we always keep in touch. He's a, he's a great he's a great dude, and he reached out and wanted you know asked if uh you know we could put out if I had a short story collection because they wanted to put it out. And I was like, matter of fact, you know what? I have been putting things together. Let's let's do it. Um, it's illustrated also as well, fully illustrated by Mike Dubish. Um, so it's got and it looks great as well. It's got and it's got an intro written by Sam Richard of Weird Punk Press. Um, as well. So, uh, awesome dude, awesome dude, awesome friend. Oh, I guess it was 2015 that we met. Cause yeah. Uh, check out, uh, weird, weird punk, uh, books and check out Sam Richard, um, as well. So this, this, I have to say was the only book that stayed consistent as far as the release date from when, when it was contracted to be done was 
and Daniel originally was like, Halloween, we're going to do it on Halloween. It's called The Curses Collection. It's got 13 stories. I think that that's what we got to do. And I was like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So all the way down the road, we're doing the edits. We're looking at the thing. It's getting closer. But still, everything is staying on track for that. Now, in the midst of this, as this is getting closer, you know, the, the Splatter Western gets kicked down to, to Halloween as well. So now I'm like, oh, shit. Well, I don't, I don't know what to do because I... I still am kind of like unsure if it's going to come out for like maybe if it gets pushed because it's been pushed twice. This has already stayed consistent like this comes out here. So I was like, I don't know what to do. Uh, I guess we'll just have to see how this one um, shakes out. And it stayed it did stay like uh, all the way down the road to to the 31st. But uh, it ended up it it, uh, I think the, the link actually went live. November 1st so maybe the day after and then it was like a, a pre-order thing because we were a little bit late on something so you couldn't get a physical copy right then but they they all shipped out on December 1st so you could order one then so I'm so that that's how all that happened that's how all that stuff came out pretty much within a few days of each other and I'm like ah, here's this and this and this and and you may be like saying like John Wayne, dude, that's awesome. You had I'm trying to get one thing out. You, you're complaining about. First of all, no, I am not complaining, and never would I complain. This is not a complaint or a bitch says. This is just uh just talking. I'm just telling you how it is. I'm tell, trying to tell you know people how it is sometimes and how things how these things happen. I'm not complaining at, at all about it. I love all of these these the collection, the two novels. Uh, the magazine super fucking stoked on all of them. I think it is, you know, I'm 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 proud of them. The work I put in, the growth in my craft. Um, it's it's all things that I'm truly truly grateful for. Um, but it it was just a little. It, it put me in a weird position of like, you know, you feel like you're beating people over the head like with things like, hey, I know you just bought this yesterday, but what about this? Oh, did I tell you about this one too, two days later? And and it's good to have things, but you need to space, you know, I would rather be able to space them out a little bit um, rather than make people choose. You know, it's the holiday, it was close to the holidays. You know, not everyone has money to buy like three fucking books at once sometimes, you know, you got to pick and choose. Plus, it's like, you know, maybe they don't want to buy three John Wayne books at once. You want to buy one because you want to get your this book, your Triana book, your, you know, fucking whatever, you know, your Shel Silverstein in there, too. Why not? Um, You know, you got to get the Britney biography. So you got to, you know, you, you don't. You want our variety, and I, I, I'm glad that I have all of this stuff out, and it's added, you know, to my catalog, um, giving more choices and things. The other difficult thing about this was, you guys, a lot of you know me from the road. You know me at my table. I got all my stuff there. I, I can sign it. I draw pictures for you. We take pictures, and it's great. And um, that's how a lot of people prefer to buy the books from me. Um, if they can't do that, a lot of times they'll do the website. But I know, I know. A lot of you guys out there will tell me that you you're wait. You, I'll just wait till you come to town because I want to get it signed and and you know all that kind of stuff and see you. And what hurt me a little bit with this was I I didn't have any of these available to sell all year. Even when they came out, even these last two months of the year, you know you still have to order author copies and and shipping and it's the holidays and that's going to take a long ass time and you know. It's, it's, uh, 
it, it was a little, it, it put me in a, a little bit of a weird bind sometimes because a lot of people were like, well, we got, we have everything that you have. Uh, we're waiting for the new ones. And I, I, these are the ones that I've been talking. I'm like, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. And then I was seeing these people again, you know, the second half of the year and they'd be like, oh, you don't, it's not, you don't have it yet. I'm like, no, no, it's still coming. It's still coming. And it's frustrating for, for me, for them, um, you know, but that's that's how it goes and and you know what it just sets me up for the the new year with all all new stuff um plowing a plowing ahead into the new year with all all of these new things uh that will be there and as well as as new art that I'm going to have at my table uh original artwork um of course the tarot cards of course you know a new um, issue of uh, Gas Money magazine along with the first issue. And uh, another amazing thing that I, uh, a late year edition, a late in the year edition to my table uh, and their website that went so well they all sold out was uh, a John Wayne figurine um, that was sculpted and, and 3D printed by my good friend uh, Lee uh, and uh, or at Remakes Plethora. Please check my man Lee out at Remakes Plethora and at Hip Hop Toys with a Z. Uh, amazing artist, and he sculpted and uh, he sculpted this figure of me, and then 3D printed a bunch of them. Uh, they sold out quickly. Now he has made a whole new batch that I'm going to have available very soon. That are uh, I these were only in red and green. Now I have them in a, a, a several different colors see-through ones and and uh you know translucent and all kinds of cool things so be on the lookout for that as well those will when i get them they'll be on the website um and I, at my at my table all this new stuff coming into the new year plus a new john wayne is dead record which we have been signed for uh it will be released in different colored vinyls, uh, you know, uh, in a short uh, pressing run, but three different colors you'll be able to get and collect, as well as jam out to our new music and come see some of the shows that we're going to be doing this year, uh, which I hope will be many. So, um, that I believe, I believe that's all I want. I needed to really, uh, I wanted to talk about. So, I, um, just getting back here, getting back on the horse, breaking off a fresh hundo here at the uh, John Wayne Lied to You podcast. Um, we're back at, we're back on it. We're here. We're we did it, Joe. We're coming back every week. Please uh, check out my website, JohnWayneIsDead.com, for all your John Wayne Is Dead needs. Things in the shop page. Some of that stuff is sold out, but the, everything's getting restocked in the next week or so as I wait for these. Uh, Packages to come of books, which, uh, again, the holidays have kind of pushed back shipping and stuff like that. But everything will be stocked within a week or so. So check that out. Check out the show's page there, guys. A lot of stuff happening. See when I'm coming. Uh, see what I'm doing. And, um, you know, uh, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for checking it out. Thank you for returning to listen. Um, and uh, I cannot wait to get back out there and see everyone again and uh, refreshed, renewed, and ready to go. Uh, don't forget to check out my Patreon uh, at johnwayneisdead.com. Uh, you can hit the Patreon link or patreon.com slash johnwayneisdead. And follow me at johnwayneisdead on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, thank you all so, so much. And we uh, are going to have an awesome time this year on the show and life. Bye. Bye.